0: Hey everybody, it's Microphones of Madness. I'm Rodney. Over there, Steve. Yo. Yo, and today we are talking Pitch Black. The Vin Diesel film from... Uh, oh, when was that film? Uh, 2000. 2000. Uh, back, it was one of Vin Diesel's early films. I think the only thing he did before this might have been like Iron Giant. Oh,
1: right. The, the movie based on the Pete Townsend um, album, Good which was Pete. in turn based on a children's story.
0: hmm. Yep. Uh, this movie also has appearances from Claudia Black and uh, Keith David. So you get three of my favorite voices in a single film because then Claudia and and Keith all just, they just have amazing speaking voices. Um, This movie also stars a Cole Hauser, who is um, a a low-grade Matthew McConaughey clone. Oh, that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess...
1: (laughs) That guy. It was such a low grade job
0: of cloning him. I wasn't realizing what they were going for. No, I I have no idea. (laughs) But it just, that's what he reminded me of on the rewatch. Yeah, so Steve hadn't seen this movie. And uh, there's a reason. And there's a reason. (laughs) Uh, You know, this is one of the rare episodes um, where we're going to disagree. And it's usually with movies and and television that we that we usually find these these types of uh episodes where our opinions are split like they are right uh pitch black is the story of a uh group of space travelers um a few passengers on their way to uh, a place called new mecca um as well as uh, a bounty hunter and his criminal uh, uh conquest and uh the what's remains of the crew of the ship they crash land on a planet that has three suns, um and then we find out that there is an eclipse every 22 years and the entire planet goes dark we weekly find out that there's an eclipse every 22 years and that's when the monsters come out, right? So, more or less, it's alien. More or less, it's alien. Uh, it also, I, I think, it does a Quiet Place and Bird Box better than Quiet Place and Bird Box. Um, I think it actually
1: was nothing like either of those movies. Um, it was just like a gimmicky thing in this film to just add a layer of um of horror i guess to it Mm -hmm. that because the concept is so overdone they just needed to gimmick it up that's what i felt about it um you know it's basically a haunted house Scenario instead of a spaceship as an alien, it's a planet. You know, this stretch of land on a planet.
0: Right, right, and yeah, it's not. It's not really the entire planet. We don't. We don't know if what's happening here is happening all over the planet. It just coincidentally happens to be in this section, right. and the majority of the action really takes place on just this small stretch of land from point A to point B. Yeah. Um yep. you know I, I thought I thought it had all the all the hallmarks of a good uh call of Cthulhu adventure.
1: It might have made a an all right call of Cthulhu adventure. Um it was definitely the weakest episode of Avatar. <laughs> the last airbender. Mm-hmm. I mean they the last Airbender basically took this the, the um, alien design and the situation of getting from point A to point B. Um, and instead of it being dark, it was mm-hmm. a food issue. But, you know, it was kind of the same thing. Right, right, but nobody dies in in Avatar: The Last Airbender. Right,
0: was that uh, was that the Secret Tunnel episode? No, it was the one after okay. that.
1: It was the uh, the the Canyon episode.
0: Oh, the Canyon episode. Okay, yeah, I, yeah. It must have been the weakest Airbender episode because I don't remember it at all. Yeah, it's horrible. And it's all horrible I can episode. all I can remember of the Secret Tunnel episode is Secret Tunnel, <laughs> which is funny
1: because when they were going through the canyon and being chased by the the things Mm -hmm. uh, that's all that was going through my head (laughs) secret tunnel
0: (laughs) now yeah i guess it'd probably be a waste of time to try to talk characters with you though no i mean by all means i mean that's part of my complaint about
1: the movie oh yeah is is the characters so let's go all right well let me start
0: at the top start at the top with richard b riddick
1: Yeah, with like the vaguely sinister Mary Sue bad guy with a questionable past. So he might not really be bad, but he sure plays it up.
0: Oh, he's Conan.
1: He's Conan. He's not Conan. He is Conan. He's not Conan.
0: They might have
1: wanted him to be Conan, but he wasn't Conan.
0: He was more Conan than Schwarzenegger. Well, I mean Cole the Conqueror is what fortunate. Well,
1: I mean, that's like saying you're more Jewish than Milton Davis.
0: Oh man.
1: <laughs> Hi, I, Milton. <laughs> I don't know I don't
0: know how accurate of a comparison that is. I've well never, as as, Milton,
1: as uh, neither of you are Jewish, it's a pretty accurate statement. <laughs> Because Schwarzenegger and and Vin Diesel were neither of them were Conan.
0: <laughs> Ooh, and there goes Steve. He just got rid of all the all the Conan lovers out there.
1: Well, I mean, okay, I I knew that he was supposed to be Conan after the fact when you told me he was supposed mm. to be Conan, but just watching it, right? There was no Conan vibe. It was like generic. Bad guy from like the '90s vibe from mm-hmm. this from this guy. He could have been um, uh, what's his name, Nicholas Cage in Face Off, another shit movie. He could have right. been any of these, like you know, vaguely evil. But are they really guys with nebulous pasts? I, I I read up a little on it, and I know in subsequent movies you find, or in like the novelization or something, you find out he was framed. And mm-hmm. he's not really a bad guy, blah blah blah. But in this, you know, this movie, which I don't think was designed to be a um, a franchise, not originally, it, no. It was designed to be a standalone movie. He was just a vague douchebag who like got who happened to have eye surgery, so he had um infravision.
0: Well, yeah, and, and a lot of that is like he was an part evil space them. elf. He was an evil space elf. He was a Vulcan.
1: No, Romulan because he was evil. Oh, oh, he bearded Spock. <laughs> right, he was the mirror, mirror universe Spock. Uh, he was just like, oh, he's a he's a badass. Oh, he's a bad, and then he would do creepy badass things like he like did that close talking stalking of the of the pilot woman. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh yeah, he
0: is creepy. Better watch out for Riddick. Yeah. But it's 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 weird how they set it up because yeah the the character himself is is kind of schizophrenic because you know he will do the creepy stalky you know close talking thing but you know he he never never lies to anyone. Okay, I mean you know and, and but I don't know you know if and that, that makes and up
1: for the creepy stalky thing. No,
0: I, I'm not saying that. It's <laughs> just that. You know the 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 way they juxtapose his character and John's. Well, with, I mean, then that's really the match thing. of the film, because really the 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 overarching plot, everybody else is kind of secondary. It, uh, is John
1: John's, to, John's the, uh, the the bounty hunter the cut rate Matthew McConaughey? Yeah. yeah. All, right. all right! All right! All right!
0: Just remember this moment. <laughs> mm. Mm-hmm. Just remember this moment. Right, they I have, have like, they have serious beef from uh it's almost like this story kind of picks up in the middle. You know, you know what I mean? Right. Where where like John's and Riddick have a history that you don't see. They actually flesh it out once it became a franchise. Um Right, because John, John's was the
1: well you're led to believe in the beginning that he's actually um a, a space cop. Right. And then you come to find out that he's just a junkie mercenary with a chip on his shoulder.
0: hmm Yeah. And and you know, and when it comes down to brass tacks, that he's the he's the worst of the two.
1: Right. And 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 that's like another like late like nineties kind of trope, is that you have the 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 villain who might not necessarily be all that bad, and the hero who Ne- might not necessarily be all that good, like the
0: mm-hmm. Punisher. Right. Well, it's all you see that in uh there's Or a,
1: Wolverine, or you know, it's just like a ton of
0: Yeah, uh, that a lot because this was the this was the time period of like the corrupter with Mark Wahlberg and uh never saw it. It and Fat. Never saw um War with Jason Statham and Jet Lee. Never saw uh, it. and you had um training day also around this time as well. Where, Training
1: Day was pretty clear cut. I mean, um, he was a bad cop,
0: right? But you know, you have these these characters who are supposed to be you know law and order and authority figures, and they turn out to be just really dicks. Or in the case of Training Day, they start out as dicks. Right, um, which yeah is definitely a very '90s kind of that anti-authoritarian and, thing.
1: <clears throat> Don't forget Donnie Brasco, where you find out that the Schleby mafia guy isn't all that bad of a guy.
0: Mm-hmm. But um, you know, and I, I guess I I come to the from the perspective of rewatching this film after watching the other two films in the series. As well, and knowing a little bit, you know, they give a little bit more backstory and stuff like that to the character. But just taking the film on its own, um, you know, I can see all how all your criticisms are valid because it is your basic sci fi horror affair. It really is. It's been done many times since Pitch Black. But it's, I think it, it was something unique at the time.
1: It's kind of interchangeable with a lot of those low-budget sci-fi films that you got around that time, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, Screamers. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: with Peter Weller. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, and now I love that movie. That movie's awesome. <laughs> I haven't
0: that seen used, that movie in years. you not get
1: me started on Screamers. Cause Screamers. That's and, and, that's Philip K. Dick shit right there.
0: And, and Tremors. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah tremors i can see but like um
0: but that's a little bit before this one
1: yeah but like that sci-fi like half sci-fi half horror Mm -hmm. kind of thing um you know sometimes it's you know it's always like some cool monster concept and then then they kind of uh build around that and i kind of feel that that's kind of what happened here they had like a fairly cool monster concept and then like this idea for like a nebulous bad guy. And they
0: built a film around it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, it might've worked. It might've ended up working better. Had there, had the cast been smaller, had it been just Riddick and Johns? Maybe. You know, um, joy, most- having to do the whole thing and, you know, Riddick ended up being kind of necessary to the plot because, because of the way the penal system works in this universe. Um, yes, and he was the only one who can see in the dark. Right. Because because of the way the penal system works in this universe. Right. It's kind of... Well, kind of wasn't,
1: his, wasn't his implants, weren't they illegal?
0: Um, no, it was surgical. Um, I don't think they were necessarily illegal. I thought they were illegal implants but I might be wrong. Uh, he doesn't really say whether they're legal or not. It's just something that happens when you're locked in a prison where there's no, where there's no light. Okay. Um, That
1: might be something from a subsequent movie that you find out in. And, uh,
0: to mm -hmm. to me. Yeah, they don't, they don't really talk about it after that.
1: Um, I mean, there's, like, a bunch of that in this movie, like, unexplained crap. Right. That, like I said, that, it kind of seems like it picks up in the middle of a story. Yeah, but even when it picks up in media res, um, there should be, like, some sort of explanation for key plot points. Like, why, why does he have the surgery? I assumed it was, like, a legal surgery to help him commit his cool crimes. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I mean, he explains it the way he explains it in the film is that, you know, you're locked up in a prison where, you know, this, you'll never see the light of day again. And you find somebody to do this and you do it so you can see what vicious bastard is about to stab you in the back. Sort of. okay. So it's, it's more of a something that you do um, to to survive in that type of environment. Okay, so may- maybe
1: it was illegal, and maybe he just went ahead and did it so he can survive.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's kind of the um, the strain of the, the you know the theme of Riddick himself is that he is the survivor of you know he, he's the one who's um he's he's the guy to do anything it takes to survive. But, you know, he ends up not being entirely evil. He's, he's vicious, he's cruel, he's ruthless, but he's not necessarily evil, even though everybody thinks he is. And I hadn't read any prequels about him being framed or anything like that. It's just that, you know, that's the way the character comes across to me throughout the film. Is that, yeah, he's ruthless, but ruthless does not equal evil.
1: Yeah, it just kind of came across as like generic
0: misunderstood bad guy, right? To me, uh, the, but the, not the, really, not really a bad guy who wants to be understood. <laughs> he just wants to be left alone.
1: Yeah, well, that's own that's his own fucking fault.
0: You know, you commit crimes,
1: you know, shit happens, and mm-hmm. you know, people aren't going to leave you alone when you commit horrible crimes. Right? You're going to go to jail.
0: Right. And it's what was kind of interesting to me was kind of how how that image of him of being just this like, you know, sadistic bastard, you know, comes across when, um, you know, Johns is talking about, you know, battlefield surgeons decide who lives or dies. And, you know, they call it triage. And he's like, that's funny when I do it. They just call it murder. Right. And that that sort of thing. (laughs) Yeah, that was the whole, like,
1: let's team up and fuck everyone else. And that even that was kind of like a predictable kind of thing. You know, at that point, that's the point when you knew that Johns was going down. As soon as he opened his mouth about the whole triage thing, you knew he was going down. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, at that point, they've developed Riddick's character enough to know that He's going to get revenge on this guy. Why wouldn't he? Why? What m- possibly would motivate him from, from not killing this guy when he could.
0: Right. If this guy's been hounding
1: him since he escaped.
0: Right. And he knows that um, he's that Johns is setting up the crew to uh, screw him over. Right. And you it's know, not like, like he- we're going to use his survival instincts. We're going to use his ability to see in the dark and when it's time for us to, you know, put this ship back together and go, we're just going to leave him on this ball of dust and be done with it. Right. John's trying to play
1: both sides against the middle. He's a horrible Yojimbo.
0: Mm hmm. <laughs> trying to play both <laughs> sides against the middle. Um, the acting, the, well, she's the only member of the crew left alive. So the captain, um, you know, she, she, is trying to play the part of the leader, even though she well, doesn't want to be the leader. Right, and she's also the the only
1: one in this movie, I think, who is trying to make up for their past mistakes mm-hmm. uh, because she was going to um, jettison the passengers in the beginning. Right, right. And, and that's, that's the and, secret
0: that she's and, holding from everything. And, and
1: really, of all the characters in in the entire film, um, excluding the kids who you don't have motivations for because they're fucking kids. Mm-hmm. She's the only one who has any, who's sympathetic in any way, shape, or form.
0: Right. And I think that was deliberate. Um, you know, Keith David is the imam, but he is the... He, he's so know, such gym. a generic religious guy. He's mm-hmm.
1: almost like they had to have, like, the generic religious guy. I mean, he was like rock, um, Patrick Dutton in, um, or Charles Dutton, Charles Dutton in Alien Three, he was just like, oh, he's spouting religious stuff because we have yeah. to have that in there,
0: right? Right. Well, we had to have a reason for people being there other than just being, you know, uh, colonists. You know, but why?
1: Why not, did you, you know? Why, you why do you need to have a, a, a real? Why does there have to be like a, a heavy-handed, semi-likeable religious guy?
0: Um, so you have the opportunity for a character like Riddick uh, to, to say "fuck give, God," to, right? <laughs> to, to give his religious speech.
1: I mean, can't you like just assume that Riddick doesn't give a shit?
0: Well, oh, yeah. Matter
1: does it matter at all that he believes in God and hates
0: him? Does that really matter
1: at all? No. Like, it, does it that doesn't add matter. anything?
0: No. I, I think it adds flavor. I think it adds flavor to the character but then again in the context of it not being a franchise (laughs) no it doesn't
1: and and the fact that you can't have a um a philosophical or religious discussion without one of the parties being like a pure representation of that philosophy (laughs) you have to have a priest or an imam or a rabbi to have a religious discussion well (laughs) in a film (laughs)
0: Yeah, because he, you know you know,
1: he couldn't have walked in on um the pilot, whatever her name was, I forgot her name, um praying mm-hmm. and then had that discussion with her, you well, know, you could have.
0: like that. That had to have. be like the imam, you could have her, the imam with a sexy lamp and,
1: and- <laughs> whose sole function in this film, aside from that, because that was that was an important function. Was to shepherd um, the 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 victims. Mm-hmm.
0: To be the shepherd of the victims. <laughs> and, and
1: the only reason you gave a shit about these victims was because they were kids.
0: hmm I mean there were uh, there there were four uh, kids, teenagers total. Um, so so I do give it a little bit of flack for child endangerment because they used <laughs> older children. <laughs> It's okay if, if they're, you know, almost legal voting age. Right, right. When once once you get to that point where correct, you can be correct. drafted, you know, the closer you are to draft age, the the more okay it is to kill them off in your horror film. Uh, yeah. I
1: mean, it, and to be honest, that, that that didn't piss me off. What pissed me off about that is they made them kids so they didn't have it's like uh, you automatically have that. Um, manipulation of your emotions when they kill kids. It's mm-hmm. automatic. Right. right. So you right. don't have to have, they could like three cookie cutter, like acolytes of the Imam.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they're sitting there, they're spouting, you know, and because, glory you to knew, God all the time. Every, and you knew they were every time like, they speak.
1: Yeah. Cause you know, th- everything is in English except for the religious parts. And then it's like pure Arabic. Mm hmm you know, back and forth like that.
0: It's just uh, right. Well, and, and the imam's function is to translate for them because right. it's uh, like just cringy. Right. Cause nobody knows what Allah Akbar is. Right. <laughs> Far into the future, you know, no well, it was
1: 2000. It was, it was a, a year before the two towers went down. People mm-hmm. gave a
0: shit about Muslims. Right. Right. <laughs> it's back in back in the days where, where Islam is exotic. Right. You know, and, and, but, you know, the imam does survive. Um, Yeah, so we get to the, we get to a point where Johns is, is trying to conspire with Riddick to cut their quote unquote dead weight off of this trip, which, you know. Little
1: knowing that he is the dead weight that he was talking about.
0: Right, right. Thinking that he was more important, but. Um, turns out that Riddick made a friend <laughs> in in Jack.
1: Right, Jack would be the cross-dressing waif
0: mm-hmm.
1: who um, who presented as a, as a
0: boy so she wouldn't be bullied, right, and harassed, and who was apparently a stowaway, right. Um, that she was the the Newt character. Hmm. And, you know, she was the only, she really was the only character to treat Riddick as a human being.
1: Well, she kind of, like, worshipped Riddick. I think, mm-hmm.
0: you know, you when you
1: thought she was a boy, you basically saw, like, this hero worship going on. Come to find out that um, later on that she admired Riddick because he didn't take shit. Right. And that's what, what she wanted to be. Mm-hmm. She, she, that's her role model because, you know, she had, I guess, taken so much shit all of her life that she
0: right. felt necessary
1: to, to, to dress up like a, a boy to travel. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the next step is like, now you have like this guy who's the ultimate uh,
0: male badassery. Right. Right. And really the only one who, him, Riddick and the captain and the imam were the only ones to, to not give her any shit. Over right. anything, um, you know. The rest of the survivors gave Jack crap when they thought he was a boy, or she was a boy. Um, and John's completely turned on her when he found out she was a girl. Right, for reasons. For reasons. <laughs> yeah, you know, when we discover that that Riddick has also not only can see in the dark, but has developed his other senses from being in the dark for so long. Right. Yeah, well, we talk about that in the very beginning of the film. Yes. How his how his sense of smell has adapted. Um, yep,
1: his sense of smell and his sense of reading people.
0: Mm-hmm. And just his general spatial awareness, I think. Yes. Right. But but we also get a character who is who is not a dumbass. You know, a lot of times they, you know, Riddick is is generally, as you said, he's kind of a Marty Stu kind of character because there's not a whole lot that he can't do.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it, I, I guess that's a similarity to Conan, but it's also a similarity to John Carter or Tarzan right. or, you know, any of the, or, you know, the Shadow or any of those guys. Mm-hmm.
0: He's he's really the, the kind of archetypal um, solo hero. I guess you would call him. Um, mm, I don't know if I'd use the word hero. Well, solo <laughs> protagonist. There we go. We'll use the proper term for his character. He is the protagonist. He is one of the people that you want to, you know, one of the quote unquote good guys of the scenario that they're in. Kind of.
1: But he's not likable. He's creepy. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. arrogant and creepy. And right. he's like completely not likable. I guess you kind of root for him because there's um, tension mm-hmm. and he's the only capable
0: one of everyone. Right. Right. The only, the only person who has any type of uh, experience in, in any kind of situation there is just like base survival, you know? And, and I think that's, that's what they, that's what they give to him. Is that he is? You know, he's the only person there that's qualified to just survive the night. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I mean, even John's is 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 a fuck up. Even though he's he's a badass mercenary that took Riddick down, he's a junkie though. I mean, it's like he and he and he puts it in his eye. Mm -hmm. Gross. Yeah, that was the uh, that was the actor's decision to have him uh, shoot up in his eye. Uh, well, that's, you know... Because he thought it would be... Uh, badass? Cooler, I guess. Yeah, that's so
1: cool. He shouldn't have shot up in his dick. That would have been, like, the ultimate of cool. <laughs> yeah. Right, well um the other thing i didn't quite get me in this film was i thought the monster concept was pretty Mm -hmm. cool right but i think the ecology of the monster was kind of questionable
0: yeah yeah i Uh, agree
1: you had so the situation is um like you said there's this planet that is completely um enshrouded in light uh forever except for once every 22 years there is an eclipse there is a form of life on this planet that is basically allergic to the light
0: Mm -hmm.
1: light hurts it like like it boils its skin away so Mm -hmm. my first question is why are these things on this planet my second Mm -hmm. thing is there's no other life forms on this planet right um, uh, because they ate them all. Mm-hmm. So where are the rest of the life forms? Um, how are they surviving for twenty two years in the countless numbers that they
0: appear in? Right? because right.
1: they do imply that they will eat each other.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, that they are they are cannibalistic. <laughs> um, but, so, I mean, so then, in that like, case, it's I, also implied that you know, just the just sheer number of them, that, um, you know, they breed kind of like insects where you can have hundreds of offspring yeah, but, and litter.
1: Yes, that, that, that's that's true. But you, you still have to, like, have something to eat and drink that is not yourself. You can't sustain the species by cannibalism.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. But, um, you know, then we also see, you know, we're not seeing the entire planet either. So we don't know no, what else is there. That is true as well. So there may be other life forms because as soon as they come out, they shoot off in a direction, um, maybe looking for anything. So there may be something else on this planet that is, you know, still alive. They We just don't see it because we're not on that side of the planet. Right. Um, but I, but yeah, you have, you have the obvious ecological problem, but then again, you also have, you know, that, that nice little trick of weird fiction where the monster is never explained. However, there's just so damn many of them.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's like a shit ton of them. They're right. Like I mean, if, it, like was, a if swarm it was maybe...
0: Of right, if it was maybe, you know, a couple of dozen, something like that, if it was a smaller population, I think it may have been a little more believable. Right. And, and possibly would have led to you know, the more, a little more tension in the getting from point A to point B segment of the film.
1: Yeah. And uh, to be honest with you, once that part, when it got to that point, Mm -hmm. I had pretty much checked out.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, So that's about halfway through the film. Right. Where they, Uh, where they, the big, the big climax of act uh, two or act, one is the eclipse. and then act two is the you know meeting the creatures once they're loose right and get a couple trapped in more the ship. characters. they get, they get trapped. trapped
1: in the ship. Um, a couple of the of the religious kids bite it and mm-hmm. It was really when they made the decision to run with the batteries mm-hmm. to go uh, for it. Yeah, I was kind of like, yeah, you guys suck. I'm done.
0: you guys suck i'm done so so it would have been it probably would have kept your entrance more if there were a few in the ship um
1: i think it would have been cooler if it was um on like they were trapped underground Mm -hmm. you
0: know if they had to like uh go through a tunnel system or something right so so adding the claustrophobic element to it or, or
1: just like you know, that would then you'd be able to have less of them, mm-hmm. um, and and you would get more of a sense of being stalked, as opposed to you know just echolocated when it's convenient for the plot.
0: Because mm-hmm.
1: uh, when they were doing that, they were completely exposed, and at one point they had no light, right? Uh, but nothing was attacking them until they needed to be attacked. To kind of push it along and mm-hmm. so to me that's not that doesn't there's not tension or horror there that's just kind of like um yeah just kind of let's get to the end of this
0: i think right i know think- i agree I, I agree with you there that it would add had more tension with with some claustrophobia um <clears throat> like for example when they lower the captain down into the hole
1: yeah see now that was kind of cool
0: mm-hmm and they okay. had to escape, and it was, you know, there we learn about uh, Jack's exceptional hearing. Right, you know, she has she has a lot of the skills that Riddick has, just not the, you know, experience and physical prowess to go along with
1: it. Right. If you take um, a a similar movie,
0: uh, being Aliens. Hmm. Yeah, very cl- very similar to Aliens
1: um and and f- try and figure out why did aliens work as opposed to this because they are very similar films mm-hmm. well aliens had i don't know how many marines were there
0: uh, it was a squad so maybe yes yeah, so you had a picturing. squad of you had a squad
1: of riddicks more or less
0: because mm-hmm.
1: they were all badass marines right, right? mm-hmm um, and they come to find that their, their weapons are useless. And the the most tense scenes in that film have that claustrophobia about mm-hmm. them because they're like going through buildings and there's there's you know high-tech tunnels and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and so you really felt that that tension, even though it, it was more of an action film than Alien was, you still kind of had that horror tension in there right and with this i don't i don't really find it more i find it's more uh, trying to trying to be this
0: drama right um, and, and the other thing is is that the characters stay together they they try to avoid that horror movie trope of everyone gets separated and when you know and that's when they die
1: yeah well when the one guy gets separated he does die
0: mhm but, but generally speaking, the, the, the party, you know, stayed together by yeah. and large, right. um, you know, you had, you know, the captain went out alone and Riddick went out alone, but generally speaking through most of the movies, the group stayed together. Right. Oh, and
1: we do find out that Riddick is bad, badass enough to kick the shit out of one. Yeah. With his, with his bare hands, or with his, with his, his, with his knife. Yeah, which is also ugh.
0: well. We also realized, you know, Riddick had a revelation before that. Though.
1: No, but I was going to say that's when you get to see like a fully realized monster. Up until that point, you had like vague um, images of them, mm-hmm. um, like flashes of them, uh, blurry, or just too many in in the shot to like grab details of. Right. But at that point you actually get to see him fight one and it kind of ruins it um Mm -hmm. you know it there's just too much detail it ceases to become like this scary unknown now it's like a cross between an insect a hammerhead shark with teeth right right and then it's kind of like okay it kind of takes away
0: uh just that that horror right Uh, and you could have still you could have still done that scene was and, and not done the full reveal of the monster?
1: No, not at all. I mean, it was in the dark, right? <laughs> totally you could you could have had him with
0: it. walk into a room, right? And he's looking around the room, and he you know he sees it, and then you know you hear some scuffling sounds and stuff like that, and then Reddick walks out of the room, right? You, know, you didn't need to necessarily see it. Now the one big like a shipping container, right? Right. And you, you know, and then Riddick comes out all covered in in blood, kind of like right. they did toward the end. They did a similar kind of sequence like that where he got cornered. Right. And he still managed to walk out of there.
1: Right. But that feels <laughs> like they but painted all happened off camera. Yeah. That kind of seems like they painted themselves into a situation just like, ah, we'll just, you know, show him walking away. That seems more like cheap. Go well, ahead. he was also
0: hurt in that fight. And and really, that would probably been the better fight if you wanted to show Riddick as being like physically badass, right? And able to take one of these things down, or both of them, or whatever, right? You know, also, maybe and maybe even show how badass the creatures are because you know, badass Riddick really only could fight a hurt one, right? You well, know,
1: what I really want to know is why it fucking rained in
0: the desert like that. For um,
1: hours it seemed
0: right right the the rain the rain was just kind of weird plot rain. um yeah because i guess to put the fires out because they were down to alcohol fires at that point right. it was plot rain yeah um
1: because they do spend all of act one looking for water mm-hmm. and then you come to find out that it rains
0: that it rains every 22 years in this eclipse <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or, or you are able to m- pull some moisture from the sky Right, I would have totally thought
1: that the um, that the prior expedition would have had uh, moisture evaporators, protocol droids the whole nine.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, they had one.
1: I, they did find water, and it was from a moisture evaporator. Mm-hmm. They did go to Tashi Station. Um, unfortunately, they didn't get the power converters.
0: Nope, nope. They went back and forth to Tashi Station to get <laughs> batteries. <laughs> Um, yeah <clears throat> so the whole, I mean, plot, the
1: whole plot of this film was uh, part of act one of Star Wars
0: <laughs> right well there you go ladies and gentlemen <laughs> just, just watch Star Wars just watch Star Wars <laughs> or or if you're gonna you are going to I would say if you're going to watch Pitch Black, don't watch it as a separate movie. Watch it as part of the the, the Riddick trilogy.
1: See, but the thing is, it didn't really make me want to see the other movies. It well, didn't do that job for me. Uh-oh. I wasn't intrigued enough to want to go and see, uh, was it The Chronicles of Riddick and Riddick?
0: Mm-hmm. That's fair enough.
1: Whereas, like, um, like Alien was a standalone movie, mm-hmm. and on the strength of that movie, I saw Aliens. Right. Well, then, and then after that, well,
0: <laughs> right. There you go. But in summation, you you you'd say, don't waste your time with this movie.
1: No, I'd say it's um, you know, there's better movies that do the same thing. Like Alien.
0: All right, and I I, I like it. Um, but I I, I like it in context with the other movies. So yep, your mileage may vary. We'll we'll, we'll call the rating that your mileage may vary. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you that's all.
1: Fill your car up with diesel.
0: Vin, Vin Diesel. diesel all right all right that does it for pitch black uh tune in next time until then keep 30 luck points